0: hi everybody um <laughs> it's been it's been a while since the last podcast um but anyways let me do the intro hi everybody um uh, my name is megan and welcome to mafufu speaks um another, another episode of the podcast so it's been months since um my last podcast and there's a reason for that you know um, when I started my podcast, I told myself that I would only put out episodes when I had something meaningful to say, you know, um, something aligned um, with my interest. Um, I then reached a point where I knew exactly what I wanted to use this platform for. I knew exactly what I wanted to talk about, um, what I needed to talk about. Um, what was important to me or what is important to me. And when I established what that is, um, it really, it really hit home, you know, it was very personal, you know, and, uh, <sighs> it was, it, it required me to confront a lot of things, you know, to actually confront myself to just, you know, sometimes you, you have to be honest with self. Before you can be honest with anybody else, or you can be honest with the next person, you'd have to do the work personally with yourself. You know, I know right now it might seem like I'm speaking in riddles, but um, it'll it'll make sense as the episode uh progresses progresses. Um, oh sorry about that. Um, it really required a lot for me. Um. And at the time, I genuinely was not ready to do, you know, because uh, I'm a very a very private person, you know, as much as I want to like share my thoughts, my ideas, myself, and um, just what I want to talk about, which is a lot of things, at the same time, I I, I kind of close ranks, I just want to keep to myself as well, and just protect my, my space, you know um you see um i'm a v- i am i am passionate about um about rights um specifically rights of women and with a specific focus on gender based violence and sexual assault you know and this is a is a very sensitive sensitive topic and if you are well in my opinion for me if you are going to engage in this topic you know you can't be from. You can't engage and speak on it from a from a position of talking at you know survivors. Yet you know um, maintaining your that's not the right word. English is not my mother tongue. Um, your sense of you know privacy or hiding behind you know research and statistics and your profession or what you know if you are truly to really engage in the topic, it also requires you to, you know, to to be vulnerable and also share your life experiences, share your your story as well so that you don't, you know, you don't come across as a hypocrite where you are sitting here and saying, No, you know, survivors must do this or must do that or you know, you give advice as to how such situations and such circumstances must be handled, you know. So if you can, unfortunately, draw from personal life experiences, um, I felt like for me to fully and engage in the topic, I would have to first share my story and my life experiences. So basically draw from my personal life experiences and just... You know, share my story first, and then open the, the 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 conversation and and the space to have the dialogue. You know, because I just it's I just want the conversation to to happen. You know, and the conversation is happening. There are a lot of people who are having those conversations, whether it's on social media, whether it's on TV, whether it's on radio, whether it's through conferences. You know, and I do find myself in those spaces in my real, not, I don't want to say real life, but in, in my actual life, the spaces that I happen to exist in outside of, of social media. So I just wanted to take um, that conversation, if I may put it that way, to such platforms, such as social media, social, because social activism is a thing and there can never to be too many people, you know, talking about this and engaging on this topic you know, so, yeah, you know, I really thought to myself, how can I have an opinion on what one should do, or how one should deal, or handle, you know, being a survivor of uh, domestic violence, or sexual assault, without, like I said earlier, sharing my own experiences, you know, I just felt like, um, I w- it just it didn't make sense to me, you know, and because I wanted um the conversation when I have it to come from such a genuine place to come from a place of transparency on my side as well on openness, you know, I had to then do the work like I said earlier on myself so that I can reach that um that space to have this conversation and for me to i've obviously i'm constantly working on myself, but then for me to get to a point where. I am actually recording this um episode and for me to then get to a point where after recording the episode I will be able to um upload it it has it has been a journey it is it's um a night a journey that has taken uh close to ten months you know and um yeah it is i'm here I can say that i am i am here you know and i can say that the drought is over guys because i am ready i am here and after this episode then i feel like then i'll be free to then put out more content you know to, to put out more content but then i felt like this episode needed to happen and yeah i took my time and I'm, I'm I'm okay with that. I'm good with that. Okay. It's been like six minutes now or <laughs> well, seven minutes. Um, the first thing that I had to do is I had to evaluate why I could not bring myself to speak about what happened to me and the following are just some of the reasons that, um, that came up, you know, I felt ashamed, you know, um, I felt like it was my fault I felt like the people who cared about me would see me differently. I felt like they would not see me as this strong, happy, bubbly, full of life person. You know, I felt like the innocence, my innocence would be stripped away or would be taken away. I also felt like um they like they would see me through um their lens and eye and eyes of you know just a victim, you know they wouldn't see me for who I am anymore they'll just see me as that person who one two three, four five happened to that person and not you know as as Mika you know I felt like they would see me as broken, dirty, and tainted so and I'm sure you can see that it had a lot to do with how other people, you know, would see me, um, I felt as if what had happened to me somehow changed who, uh, Mikatako was, or Mikatoko is, you know, to a certain extent, it has, you know, um, for the worse, or for the better, it depends on the day, (laughs) you know, um, but then what I can say is regardless of what happened, I came out, you know, on the other side, you know, like I've, 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 I've lived so far and I continue to live and I'll continue to live such a, such a beautiful life, you know, full of joy, happiness, laughter, and gratitude. So then I don't think it has, it, it has changed me, but it hasn't, it hasn't taken away who I am as a person, I honestly also thought that it is nobody's business, you know, which isn't, but then at the same time, I then realized that it it is not about, um, anybody else but myself, you know, it, it, you know, it, it's about me taking away the, the shame, um, that I felt or that I felt, you know, um, the shame or the guilt that I've just been carrying, you know, the feeling of just being dirty or the feeling of just having this dirty little secret, you know, that has made me impure, you know, and it was just for me to take back my power, you know, and to be like, you know, what now? Okay, it happened, and but I'm not all these things that I think about myself, you know. It seems as if I've somehow how, discarded myself or i see myself through a particular lens and it's me seeing all these things to myself it's me having these conversations with myself and saying this is what people will say people this is what people will think of me you know it also had to this had to happen so that i can you know take like i said take back uh my power in that i sit and i think of all of these things i have i go through all these emotions and see myself this way which is not who i am you know yet the perpetrators continue living life like they did nothing wrong what i sit here and suffer and i guess i victimize myself and punish myself you know over and over again and vic- like, sit, like just it just, it, ha- it, it had to, it had to, it had to stop. You know, I, it, it, re- it really had to stop. Okay. So my name is Mikateko, which means blessings. And I'm a rape survivor. Okay. I said it. How does it feel? I don't know yet, because for now I'm recording. And it's just myself. It feels like I'm talking to myself. At the back end of my mind, it's there that... Gonna posters and it's gonna be there for public consumption and people are gonna receive it how they're gonna receive it, you know. But my name is Miketeko and I am a rape survivor. I did not choke on those words. It's 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 it's, it's uncomfortable to say out loud because then I hear it. It's something that I don't want to be my reality. It's something that I did not want to be my reality, but then. I cannot change it. It is my reality, unfortunately. For the purpose of this podcast, I will only share what happened in my adult life as I am still dealing with like the surfacing of memories of what um I don't want to say I don't know if the right word is endure or what happened to me in my childhood if I may put it that way so that is just something that I have compartmentalized packed away packed a little nicely I'll deal with that but then for the purpose of this podcast I'm only going to deal with the incident incident that happened in 2013 and then the incident that happened in 2017 you know because I think those are the things that I have taken the time to actually process and work through you know, so the year was twenty thirteen. I don't know how to narrate this. Whether it's in the in the, in the passive voice, like past tense, as if like it, it happened, or to narrate narrate it as, you know, it's the year twenty thirteen. Um. So, the year was twenty thirteen. A friend of mine, um, had invited me to a birthday party at his place. It wasn't his birthday party. It was like. His other friend, whom which I knew, but I wasn't close to that friend as I was to him, birthday party. But he was hosting it, you know, at his place, and um, yeah, he invited me to the birthday party. Uh, Twenty thirteen, I think I was in my third year. Yeah, I was in my third year, doing my LL. I was I doing my had I converted to become BA to from BA law to LLB? It doesn't matter. I was in my third year of varsity. Um, it was the 26th of August and my birthday is on the 28th of August. So I thought to myself, "Hmm, why not, why not go? You know, it's a great pre-birthday celebration. Um, it's going to be fun. You know, I'm always open to celebrate with other, you know, Virgos, you know, so I was like, okay, fine. Let me, let me go. So I go to the party, it was, a, it was a pool party slash bride party, so basically it was a bride by the pool, and um, when I arrived, okay, when I arrived, my friend um, introduced me to like everyone, like, oh, hi guys, this is Mika, you know, um, and I was like, hi everybody, and then I was shown the drinks are there, and you know, you can decide who you want to chill with. And I decided to go find a seat and I found like a seat with like this group of girls who, you know, they seemed like my kind of people, like like my kind of vibes in terms of like personality, the conversations that we're having, you know, and I decided like let me go for now and just mingle with them. And I did that. That's what I did. Um, while we were within (laughs) the party and having a good time, a guy arrived. Um. He also, later on, I found out he also lived in the building, but then at this point, I didn't. Um. And then for the purpose of this podcast, we shall call him WDS. WDS, yeah. So my friend then did what he did with me, where he took him around, you know, the different groups where people were seated. And he introduced him to, like, everybody at the party. Like, yeah, oh, hi. Hi, hey, everybody. This is, you know, WDS, you know. And, uh, he also then got settled in, I guess, found a group of people that he was going to chill with and whatever. else. I was just really not paying him no mind because, yeah, what else, you know, it got dark and the party moved, um, inside the flat, like indoors because now it was starting to get cold, you know, and it was getting dark. So the party moved inside and, um... Like, way, 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 way later in the evening, I was, like, I was drunk. I was really, really wasted, you know. And I wanted to go home. There's no shame in my kid. I had been drinking. I was drunk. I was wasted. And I wanted to go home. So, I asked my friend, um, like, okay, can y'all drop me off, you know, like you promised. Like, I'm I'm out. Like, I'm, I'm ready to just, you know, call it a night. And he said, um, it's not safe. Um, for any of us to drive because we've all been drinking and we're all pretty intoxicated. Which was true. He was right, you know. We had all been drinking, you know. There was no sober, I guess, individual. There was no sober um, person there or anyone sober enough to drive. So it was like, okay, cool, fine. It's okay. And then, um, yeah, so... After telling me that um, everybody's intoxicated, he himself, he can't drop me off, as promised. He says that he has asked his friend if I can sleep in his flat, you know, upstairs. You know, since the party is still ongoing, everybody's still at the party, it's loud at the party, you know, and I could go and just crash there, sleep there, catch a few naps. Um, And if I wake up, and I feel like joining, I can go back downstairs and join everybody, if not, it's fine, I'll just sleep there until the morning, and then I was like, yeah, sure, you know, no problem, um, yeah, the friend was WDS, right, and WDS had agreed, like, yeah, sure, it's fine, no problem, because also WDS was still within the partying, the drinking, and the groove. Like I guess I was the only lightweight there who was ready um uh to call it to call it a night. Okay. The next part I can only describe as painful. The next part I can only describe as as pain. I wake up to to pain. I can't forget the pain I felt and I don't think I will ever I don't think I'll ever forget it. But I just I woke up, it was in the morning, to pain, you know? So I wake up to this pain and discomfort. I open my eyes and WDS is on top of me. And, like, I tried to push him off and he held me down. He had his hand on my neck or on my throat. And I just went into shock i couldn't move i couldn't scream i couldn't i couldn't do anything i just i just laid there like i literally i just i i I was paralyzed like i couldn't i could feel the pain i could feel also the, the the pressure of his hand on my on my neck you know like holding me down so that i don't move but then at that time, like, but then I wasn't moving. I was, I went into shock. So even if I wanted to move, I couldn't move. I couldn't, I couldn't say anything. I couldn't scream. I couldn't, I was just, I couldn't, there's really nothing I could have done. Like, I just, my, I felt like, I felt like my body betrayed me. Like, in the moment where it was supposed to, my defenses or my defense mechanism was supposed to kick in and defend me, it failed me. It didn't do that. But at the same time, I felt like maybe it did that also to save me, not to aggravate the aggressor or the person who was doing this, you know, because then I was not, I was not fighting back. I was just that then he could didn't have to use more force than he already was using. So that's something that I'm still battling with, you know, as to how to interpret what happened in terms of my inability to move or do anything just going into shock <sighs> i just laid them like i said numb life lifeless cold scared and and just in disbelief and utter disbelief like i knew what was happening but i didn't understand like my mind just couldn't reconcile like it, it just it was I guess my my brain short circuited as all well. like I just I know what's happening like I see it it's happening it's I'm living it it's, it's 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 happening like I'm in pain this but then I just I didn't understand it it didn't it didn't register I felt also feel like I also I don't know if seeing an out body experience explains it where it's like I'm there and then I also feel like I was just also then watching myself being assaulted this way but then it's like but it can't be me. But it is me. It is happening. But then it can't be. You know? It can't be happening. Like I'm smart. You know, this was a safe space. You know, like it was my friend. Like it was a person that I knew. You know, from varsity. Um, you know, it was like th- those were people, those were not people, like this were like it felt it was a safe it was supposed to be it was a it was supposed to have been a safe space, you know, and I then, after this, also then battled, um, with, while well, you were out, you were drunk, what did you expect, and my answer to that has always been, I expected what I always expect after a night out drinking, I expected a hangover, you know, and on my part, I felt like I took all the necessary precautions, even though they can never be precautions, but I, I expected a hangover. I expected to wake up with a hangover, have another cider, you know, because the best hangover cure is with another drink. That's what I expected. I did not expect to wake up with a guy on top of me. Like, I just, I didn't, I didn't, I did not expect to be waking up by the pain that woke me up from my slumber, from my sleep you know, early hours of the morning, you know, I think it was like 5am, 6am, I don't even remember the time, but I know it was, it was morning, it was not, like, the night because everybody had been partying, like, I left everybody partying, I know the sun was out, it was morning, so BDS finished, got off, and started cleaning, guys, when I say cleaning, I mean, spring cleaning, you know, like... Curtains, windows, like everything, like scrubbing. He started cleaning. When he finished, he took a shower and he left. Yeah. Like nothing had happened. You know, he was humming, while he was cleaning like a lady there. Unable to move, unable to speak. Just watching him, watching this man go on with his life as if nothing happened. Like, he hadn't taken something from me without consent. Like, he hadn't just changed my life for the rest of my life. It was just another Sunday morning for him. Or his routine, I guess. With Sunday mornings, he cleaned his flat thoroughly. How did I manage to leave, you might wonder? Eventually, like, hours later, because I just, I, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't move. I couldn't i just i couldn't my friend came to find me where he left me you know when he got there i just i pretended like i was just quiet like i pretended like nothing was wrong you know i get i, I pretend like nothing happened because as much as he was my friend he was also this other person's friend you know and <laughs> it was like what's the point You know, at that moment, like, whether I say it or I don't say it, it's not like he's going to believe me, you know. It's just, I was also then, even with myself, I was still in shock still, and I was still processing what had happened. So I was just not in the correct mental state to explain to anybody else what had happened when I myself was still processing what had happened and trying to understand what had happened. So if that was not traumatizing enough, let's fast forward to 20, 2017, last year. You know, I was in law school. You know, I was about to start a new job. I was about to lose away. You know, things were like looking up. Things are always looking up, you know. I was happy. I was in a great place. I was enjoying law school. I was making friends, you know. Like, just doing what makes me happy, you know. A young gentleman, a young man, he was doing, I think he was doing his PhD in food sciences. Uh, I won't disclose the name of the institution, but it's an institution around Pretoria, where I did my undergrad. And... This young man had been pursuing me for, for a minute, you know, for quite some time. And I was like, yeah, I'm busy with law school, you know, I'm always writing exams and assignments, you know. My focus was just on law school, to be quite honest, so I was not really checking for him like that. But then he was persistent, you know, he was consistent in his persistency, if that's even a thing. And eventually I i finally succumbed if i may use that word and i agreed you know to go on a date with him because he had been asking you know i was like you know what let me just you know and there was just you know how we always say consistency is sexy you know so okay fine this person has really been putting in the work he's been consistent like i said he's been asking me out let me agree on a date so it was a Sunday. And Liverpool was playing. I don't remember who Liverpool was playing against. And um, I suggested that we go and watch the match and, like, have dinner. So the date would also be, like, a, a day where we just we go and watch the match. And I suggested that we go to Eastwood because Eastwood is not too far from my place. I'm familiar with the place. I'm comfortable with the place, you know. Yeah, I was unfamiliar with the surroundings. You know, so eastwards we went. We watched soccer and we dined. After the match, I wanted to leave because, again, I had law school the following day and other things to do. And I felt like, you know what, I had given him the time, even though it was just plus or minus 90 minutes. But, like, I, like I, I, I had made the time. You know, he was not necessarily too pleased by this. I could tell, you know, by the body, like, no. And also, like, no, but then it's so early, you know, you know, you just want to live right after the soccer match, you know. Can't just stay a little bit longer, you know. And I was like, no, I can't, you know. Schedule, just leave law school tomorrow, other things, you know. So, eventually, he was like, no, it's fine. We can leave, let's go. And we left. On the way... He decided to park his car on the side of the road and confronted me about wanting to, to leave early, you know, while he still wanted to spend time with me, you know. And he was like, since you want to be a child, you know, you should drive yourself home, you know. So I know how to drive. So I was like, okay, I'll do that. We exchanged and I drove myself home of him seated in the passenger side. Got to my place and again we exchanged and then I went back to the passenger side to get my things. So I opened the door, I sat and I started to gather my things. The door was open and like my legs were outside. So I'm seated but then like my legs are outside because I'm not planning on it's just getting my things and getting out of the car and I'll be on my way. The next thing like thing about this, sometimes I get panic attacks. Like I have a phobia of, I kind of have a phobia of cars a bit, and like a phobia of driving as well. Like I just, yeah. The next thing, this guy presses on the accelerator, and basically starts dragging me, with his car, dragging because my feet are outside. So I'm like holding on, you know, to like the door and the dashboard. Like I'm just trying to hold on. And, like at this point, I had to make a choice. Do I pull myself into the car with the sociopath or the maniac who's trying to kill me, or do I throw myself out? I decided to throw myself of the, out of the moving car. So I jumped, threw myself out, fell on the road, and rolled a bit. When he realized that um, I had thrown myself out of the car, he started to reverse. And wanted to like back into me or hit me with his car. When I saw this, I rolled a dragged my like I rolled out of the road. of the road. Onto like the pavement. After reversing back and missing me. <laughs> he gets out of the car. And starts crying. I can't make this shit up. He starts crying. <laughs> so he starts crying. Talking about how... People always leave him. And I wanted to do the same. He starts crying and sobbing. I don't know. Men think that tears in Jay are something special. So he starts crying. When he saw that. I was not sympathizing. You know. Like his tears. Like. (laughs) Like. (laughs) They did nothing. They were not doing anything. Because you want to kill me. And your reason is that people always leave you. You want to kill me because I want to go home and sleep. Like I went on a date. Like it just anyway. That is a that is another story for another day. So long story short, after nearly killing me and dragging me off his car, off his car, <laughs> he picked me up from the ground, and yeah, proceeded or oh, I don't know that the. Could have produced, he proceeded to rape me, or he subsequently raped me. I don't know how to how to segue or how to go into that bit. Yeah, that's how that night ended. <laughs> and I always share no, I always share the story with my friends, and like I always make it a joke, like that nigga that dragged me with his car. And I always end the story where he cries. You know, I've never really told to tell the story beyond beyond that point, you know, and you know, the thing is, we always look for the rapist in the dingy corners, you know, under a bridge somewhere, you are working, walking at night, and should have probably been at home, and someone you don't know, you know, but it's always someone that you know, someone you feel safe, not always, most of the time, someone, or sometimes, someone that you know, Sometimes you, someone you feel comfortable around. Sometimes someone you you trust, you know, and you are at ease and relaxed, you know. And, like, both these men were, like, educated men. You probably, you know, regard them as uh, upstanding citizens, intellectuals, you know, but they're And the guy who dragged me with his car, Stopped me for like months. I ended up having to move to this person who camp outside my place, you know, follow me. Please, like, it was just, it was, yeah, it was, so it was, it was just a whole, it was a very traumatic experience where even afterwards this person just was relentless, you know, and I did not, I did not, I did not feel safe. I was actually, I was not safe, you know. And, yeah, it has taken me years to get here, you know. But, like I said, in the last nine, ten months have really been hectic in terms of just deciding whether to share and when to share and how to share, you know. Because once, unfortunately, with the world of social media and the world that we, we live in, once you, you share, you say something, and you put it out there, you have no control as to how the next person receives it or how someone receives it, or what their comments will be, or what they'll say. People will always have opinions and comments, even if they're ignorant, you know, ill-informed, and just fucking stupid, excuse my French. But people will always have those opinions and once you, like I said, you've put yourself out there and you've put something out there, you have no control as to how you know, the masses or how the world and how the universe receives the information, how they react to the information and how you will feel about some of the things that will be said and how people will receive and react to the information. You know? In the process, um, of deciding how to share, when to share, where to share, I realized that the main reason that I was against the idea of sharing was the fear of what will people say, what will people think, how will people look at me, you know, like I have a whole life outside these podcasts and, um. I live a very, like I said earlier, a very private, private life. Like, as much as, like, yeah, I'll retweet and I'll show social media pictures and all those things, but then I genuinely live a very, very private, private life. And in the, midst, in the midst of all these feelings and reservations, I remembered who the fuck I am and that I don't live for people's approval, I don't live for people, and I live my truth all day every day and I've always lived my truth no matter how uncomfortable that truth is you know so if the reasons for me not sharing were because I was not ready to share or other reasons that were personal and localized to me then I felt like that would be a valid reason as to why I don't want to share but when I looked at why I was scared to share if I put it that way it had everything to do with what people will say and what people will think and it has nothing to do with me, you know, and I don't I don't live for people, I don't live a life of buzzoutine, I've never lived that life and I'm not about to start, you know. So um, after resolving all these internal conflicts, I realized that there was really nothing stopping me from sharing, from sharing my truth. It might have taken it might have taken like nine to ten months. For me to get to this point but there was really nothing besides the fact that of besides the fear of people and their opinions and the opinions have never really people's opinions are are their opinions. They'll think what they'll think and they'll say what they want to say. And what I am trying to achieve and what I'm trying to do it's bigger and it's greater than people's opinions you know I'm just I'm trying to start a conversation you know with the small audience that I have with the people that you know I'm sharing this with I'm just just it's just a con just a conversation you know and I know these conversations are being had but they're not had they're not being had enough by enough and also not by enough people and they can they can never be enough people sharing and speaking about speaking up um on these issues and i just wanted to to be part of the conversations and conversation and the way i felt like i I want to start being part of the conversation in terms of social media was through sharing my truth you know my own story what happened to me you know and obviously there's like a, a watered down summarized you know, of everything, because we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't want you go shedding a few tears, and having a podcast that's about five hours long, and I think it will just be in different podcasts, in different parts, where different aspects of, like, the journey, and everything will be covered, and it can't, like I said, it's a conversation, it's an ongoing conversation, it can't be had at once, and I think the next part of the conversation that I want to have is um, why I never reported both incidences, you know? And the, st- 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 the statistics are there that a lot of rapes go unreported, you know? I don't, I can always, I've always been a person where I can only speak for myself, I can only speak for my experiences and share you know, and then the conversation and the dialogue can grow from that. So I think with the next um podcast, I will, I will share why I, I really I never I never I never reported both um both rapes, and uh, yeah, I will. I think that's that. That's what I'm going to share in the next episode. Um, as for this episode. Thank you for listening, you know. And I know some of the people listening. I'm sure you have your own um personal experiences, and it might have triggered um some of you guys. And I just hope it gets it gets the conversation started. And um, if you are also a survivor, I'm learning to use the word. Survivor and not a victim, then find seek help. You know how, where you where you can. You know you know. With me, I know, like the journey was was long. It was, I didn't I didn't just wake up and I've, you know, then there's a lot of self harm that comes after going through that, and I think. In one of the, the episodes that will will follow, I will, I will talk about about that and my journey to just how I got, to just be in the space where I can, we can talk about it like I'm talking about it now, and some of the things that I went through in my journey of, healing, like it really, yeah, I think. In one of them after the episode that i'll um that i'll talk about why i didn't report it then maybe i'll probably and how that has affected me in that i feel like i haven't gotten justice you know like these people are just continue like you know what that will be that's a, that's another episode that is another day but yeah thank you for for listening um to the whole whole podcast. And I know, yeah, and, and I hope to, to have you again, um, listening to the next podcast and I know, and forgive the infrequency, if that's in a word, of how these episodes are being released and put out. But I just, I want to do something that is genuine to me and at my own pace, you know, and. In a way that's comfortable and that I'm comfortable with, and I wanna do it for me and not just for having a lot of episodes online you know and I also saw when I was looking at my listenership that it was actually on on Soundcloud it was actually building up and increasing, you know, but I needed the the time to work on me and until I got to this point where I could and I can record this 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 episode and i'm not gonna record and try to fix and make myself sound you know whatever this is like the first take and this is just this is what i'm gonna put up put up and it is what it is so yeah